Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we were just speaking to Scott Williams, Head of Content at Wireless, about this new campaign which Live 95 is part of uh, called hashtag call it out about calling out inappropriate and sexist behaviour and that's really I suppose just the tip of the iceberg of a culture that leads to so many different problems for women and the other end of that is domestic abuse and last year Gardaí responded to 48,400 incidents of domestic abuse that's a 10% increase on 2020 Denise Dunn is with Adapt in Limerick. Good morning to you, Denise. Good morning, Gillian. Denise, I don't know if you heard much of the conversation with Scott there, but you know this campaign is about trying to change our culture against women. But you know it's a long way off. It is something maybe to to help improve how women are treated in society, but it's probably you know only the tip of, as I said, an iceberg that can deal with this kind of level of, of abuse that women are suffering, 48,400 incidents in one year. And that, and as I remember, 2020 was already a big increase in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I suppose just to remember, Gillian, that the 48,000 are actually um, the women who contacted the Gardaí. But for an awful lot of women, they don't contact the Gardaí. Um, so that that figure is quite um, it, it, it's a conservative figure, I would say. Um, you know, and I didn't hear. I only got the tail end of Scott's conversation. Um, I think it's a really welcome initiative. Um, certainly, like over the past, I've been working in this area for seventeen years now, and over the past seventeen years, um, like we have constantly campaigned to raise awareness on violence against women and violence against women, as you know. Um, and you quite rightly said it, it, it's it's from everything from the harassment, the unwanted harassment, um, to sexual abuse, domestic violence, trafficking, all of that, uh, and a lot more. Besides stalking, online abuse, so it's massive. It's absolutely massive. So I think no matter what um, uh, what kind of a campaign is out there, I think it's always welcome because I think the more people who do speak out, the more people who educate themselves. And I thought it was interesting the question that you asked um, Scott about how he how it would get measured. I think that's a hard question because I don't know if it can be measured. Um, but I think if it causes men to stop and think um, and question, I, I think that that's a great move. Okay, well, that's good to hear that you, you're supporting it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that the, the, the Garda operation, you know, I know that they put a, a lot of work into mm-hmm. trying to support the victims of domestic violence um, during the pandemic. Do you think that needs to continue now that restrictions are being lifted? Absolutely. Um, I think it does need to continue. And I think um, the, the Gardaí here in Limerick, I suppose, Operations Fuintiv was a, a, a national campaign, as you know. know. But the Gardaí here in Limerick, in particular in Henry Street, um, they approached us in 2020, the end of 2020, um, looking to set up a kind of um, a local um, operation as well, where they would dedicate, they would train up and dedicate a couple of Gardaí um, to work very closely with uh, women that they identified as high risk, where they were getting multiple call outs, domestic abuse call outs, and they would work with us as well. And um, we, we provided uh, some of the training for the Gardaí involved, the two Gardaí involved, and I have to say that that has worked brilliantly. Um, we have two Gardaí that come, they'll meet women here in the refuge. If there's any issues with the Gardaí at all, you know, we have to contact them back, let them know what, what's wrong. They do their best to rectify it. 
um, and it's a real proactive approach um, and I think it has worked really, really well. The feedback we've gotten from the women has been really positive because very often a, a woman, it depends on what, you know, if the guards are called in the first instance, it depends on what kind of response she gets from the guardie and if she gets a good response from the guardie, if, if she meets a guardie who, who wants to support her, wants to help her, that often, very often makes a difference on that woman going forward and maybe taking out an order or leaving the relationship. Whereas if she meets, um, her her first response is one of kind of where they're not really believing her or judging her or she feels that she's not being believed or judged or criticised. Very often the woman will just say, well, I'm not progressing. I'm not proceeding with it any further. All these conversations, yeah, all, all these conversations around violence against women that have circulated since the murder of Ashling Murphy, have they had any impact on the number of people who've been con- contacting your service? I wouldn't say so. We're, we're a very busy service at the best of times. Um, and I suppose I, I was thinking about that because somebody else asked me that question as well. I think because Ashley's um, murder was, was, was a murder that happened by a stranger in, yeah, a, in a very public different. area. Very different. Um, it, but certainly that doesn't take from the experiences of the women that, that we meet every day. And it's a question, I think, you know, when we're talking about violence against women and th- that whole area about men's attitudes now, but we also have to look at the greater public attitudes as well as why something like that should be treated different from something that happens in the home. Because something that happens in the home is happening every single day and is often resulting in women's murders as well, unfortunately. Um, but it doesn't seem to get the same public outcry um, as something that happens in public, a murder that happens in public. Um, but it is something, as I said, for all the women that we work with, they live with this every single day, that is, risk and that danger. Is that because there's a perception there, and a misplaced one, that mm-hmm. in the case of murder by a stranger, the victim had absolutely no choice in it, where there's this misplaced perception that women who are the victims of domestic violence it is their choice to stay and they have a choice to leave and they should take it. Yeah, you're dead right. That is exactly it. And that's the whole the whole um, issue about victim blaming, where when uh, violence is perpetrated in the home, where there's domestic violence, the focus very quickly moves on to the woman. What's she going to do about it? You know, why is she staying? Why doesn't she leave? If that was me, I'd get up and leave. I'd walk away. But it's not that easy. And certainly the society we live in and all the different systems that the woman has to engage with when she makes that decision to look for support. So, you know, she may have to go to the guardian, make statements. She might have to go to the court to get orders. She might have to leave her home because it's not safe. Where is she going to go? Um, she can come into the refuge. Sometimes refuges are busy as well. And certainly over the past um, two years, we've been extremely busy. Um, her children sometimes have to leave their schools and it's a very, very difficult decision to make. And it's true to um, say some women are frightened to make it because they they actually fear they'll be the violence will be worse if they try to leave. And and that is dead right because very often the violence is work, wor- uh, worse. And in cases where there's been homicides, where women have actually been murdered, in a lot of those cases it's where the woman has decided to leave. They say it's the most dangerous time, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So uh, saying for saying to, you know, why why doesn't the woman leave? It is not that simple at all. It's very, very complicated. And as I said, the systems that are out there don't support women leave in abusive relationships. I think it's something that, you know, there needs to be more conversations around. And obviously this uh, hashtag call it out is at the very basic level of calling out, you know, comments that people make, behaviour that they make. And hopefully that will affect a cultural change once Mm. people start, you know, looking at this whole thing so differently. Absolutely. And like, I think when you said back there about, you know, this misplaced um, perception that she has a choice, 
most of the women don't have choices. Um, and I think there's also the whole thing around victim blaming as well is if the, the woman thinks that if she goes and looks for support now, because domestic abuse is very subtle, it can start off very subtly and escalate over a number of years and they could be together for years when suddenly the violence starts to get worse or, or the, um, the abuse starts to get worse as well. So when she decides that she wants to do something about it, the big fear is that she will be judged, that she will be told, why did you stay in this relationship for so long? Why did you put your children through this? There's a big fear that um, social workers will get involved and the children will be taken off her. So the whole bit of fear um, that the woman experiences herself because her perception of being judged and blamed and being seen as a bad mother or somebody who's weak um, for not doing something about it, that coupled with the systems that are out there to support her being very difficult to navigate it, it very often, plus, of course, the trauma that the woman has experienced herself. Um, and we know that how that imp- impacts on her ability to seek support as well. We're chatting to Denise Dunn with ADAPT Limerick. Denise, the lifting of restrictions, will that make it easier for you to provide your services? Um, to be honest with you, right from the minute that restrictions from the very first lockdown, our refuge dead open. We didn't, we didn't close at all. So we, we have been open the entire time. Uh, we did, uh, our outreach service for a while was done um, over the phone instead of face to face. But that's all back um, working face to face as well now. Um, one of the things we're hoping to do is actually extend our outreach service throughout the city and county. And we'll be in the next, in the coming weeks, we'll be looking um to kind of uh, engage more with communities um, in different areas in the city and the county. But again, we'll, we'll advertise it and people will know about that as well. Um, but it's, a, I suppose, an exciting time that we really want to look and see is how we can expand the services. Do you want to give a number for somebody to get in touch with if they sure. are concerned for, th- for themselves or for anybody they know? Absolutely. So this is 24 hour confidential free phone number. So anybody can ring us at any stage there or night. It's one 800 200 Okay, thank you so much for joining us on the programme this morning. That's Denise Dunn from Adapt uh, Limerick and also to remind you about the hashtag Call It Out campaign. Um, You'll hear more about that on Live 95 across the day. Your views, your 